Hello once again, everybody. I'm the Common Sense American, and I hope you're having a good week so far. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit today about um, some final thoughts involving the pandemic. I know before I had said that I wasn't going to address it again, but this is a little different. I'm not going to talk about, um, you know, Biden administration and all that and, and reactions to, you know, in terms of lockdown stuff. This is more of a general looking back on the whole thing and the pandemic and some final highlighting thoughts that I think we need to carry with us as we progress uh, into the future. And because we know that there will be more variants and it's hardly the last disease that uh, we're going to have to face, uh, that the world is going to have to face. It's just the way it is. Um, but before I get to that, just briefly, uh, the war in Ukraine, let's, let's hit that uh, really quick. I had predicted about a month ago, that this would not last very long uh, because you can't, A, there's, you can't have a world war when one side has no allies and it's just the country, one country against the rest of the world. And when the rest of the world is all pushing in one direction, uh, sanctions and other things that come down, it just becomes, it becomes impossible for that one country to, to really move forward no matter how powerful they are. Um, so I didn't think it was going to last very long. The other reason for that is because it was clear from the start that Putin had planned on a very quick, uh, brutal takeover uh, in a matter of 24, 48, maybe 72 hours, and they'd, they'd be done. They'd, they'd have what they want or they'd be on their way to it. Kiev would could be coming into their control, and they just it just didn't work out. And the, the farther that has, this has gone, uh, the worse it has gotten for the Russians. They've... Uh, somehow managed to get even worse uh, PR out there. And nobody supports them. Nobody likes them. They don't like what they did. Uh, the, and now they're talking about retreats and war crimes as they retreat. And yes, there's always a concern they'll come back, and they probably will. Uh, you know, it's very likely, although it may be more in the way of uh, isolated strikes or skirmishes. Uh, this whole uh, all-out war thing, it just doesn't seem like Russia was prepared for it. Uh, they're paying the consequences now, underestimating Ukraine, underestimating the response of the world, uh, overestimating their own might, um, things like that. So I just wanted to put a quick cap on that because I don't think there's much else to say. Uh, Biden uh, looking to end Title 42 like an idiot and uh, completely overwhelmed the border as if it's not already close to cracking uh, and... It's, it's nothing new. We, we should have expected this. He's looking to relax all, and he already did, I think, relax all the coronavirus restrictions on illegals and migrants while still keeping in place certain things for citizens. You still can't come back to this country uh, without testing, have, giving them a negative test, proof that you don't have it. God, I don't even know what happens if you, if you don't, if you test positive. I guess you're not allowed back in the country, even if you're a citizen. At the same time, we have millions flooding in this country over the past few years, and the number just keeps going. Going up, and we're doing absolutely nothing. All we're doing is patting them on the head and releasing them into this country and giving them the entire world as we've always done. Uh, it's working real well. Uh, you can tell there's, there's no strain on our systems or anything. There's no strain on the judicial system or the prisons or the healthcare system. No. Uh, and in the midst of all this, we've got rampant inflation. Um, and Biden's answer to rising gas prices was to uh, tap into. <laughs> oil reserves, which it's sad in one way and hilarious in another uh, that this idiot would do this when there's no reason to do this. If we had just been prepared for this and been energy independent from the start, we wouldn't be tapping into any oil reserves. 
it's ridiculous and absurd and just another low watermark for this presidency, which has become just a laughing stock and a joke around the world. Uh, anyway, uh, about the, the, the ebbing pandemic and uh, vaccines and, and boosters and all this stuff, uh, one thing I wanted to start with, and I thought this was interesting, and you should know about it because you probably don't. No one's going to, you know, it's hardly anything that CNN or MSNBC is going to throw at you. Um, and this actually involves Dr. Anthony Fauci, who I know a lot of you don't like, and I don't like either. But um, somebody had unearthed a interview, an interview he gave uh, sometime, it was a while ago. Um, and in it, believe it or not, I agreed with everything he said. And why? Because it seems to be the reverse of the uh, of what he was saying throughout this whole pandemic. Somebody had asked him uh, that a friend of his was uh, had the flu, was recovering from the flu, had had it for, I don't know, a week or something, and asked the doctor, Dr. Fauci, if it would make sense for him to s- still make sense to him, for him to get a flu shot. And Fauci's answer was very simple, no that it makes no sense for him to get that shot. And the reason being is because he's already had it, he's in the process of fighting it off, and that natural immunity and that the body's capability of fighting this disease off is vastly superior to anything that we're going to give them, especially a flu shot. That's what he said. He says we have to give the, you know, give the body its just due, that in most cases, the body is much better primed after exposure, uh, gives you better and longer lasting immunity than any sort of shot or drug we can give you. That's what he said. Now, why that doesn't relate to COVID, considering it's really just more of a violent flu than anything else, and let's not uh, forget that it falls into the category of the common cold. They're actually categorized together. They're in that same uh, column, I guess, if you will, in medical uh, speak. And of course, we have no way of calming the, uh, curing the common cold. So of course, we don't really have a way of curing COVID, and we never will. Uh, and the vaccine is not a vaccine. Uh, they've, we know by now, uh, the, all, everything that played out there, it's not a vaccine, and yet they had to actually change the definition to pass it off as a vaccine, because they wouldn't have been able to get the entire world on board uh, by saying it's just a drug or, or a shot, which is all it is, it's an, and experimental to, to boot. Um, the vac- a vaccine stops you from getting the disease. Uh, entirely. It's, it's polio, it's measles, it's mumps, it's things that you don't get. You get it as a kid, you never get it. Everybody gets this disease. In no way stops you from getting any of this. The other point to add is that the boosters that they're putting out and the vaccines that are currently available have are not designed for Omicron. In any way are they designed for that. They've admitted that. Pfizer uh, and Moderna have been talking about creating one specifically for Omicron. They're going to be way too late to the party for that one. It's already spread. People are past it. Um, but they were talking about that a few months ago when this variant started to really roll. We don't have one yet specifically designed for that. And the reason they have multiple flu shots is because they guess every year. They take an educated guess as to which flu is going to be the most dominant in that particular area and give you that shot. It won't work if you come in contact with another flu. I mean, it might. It might offer you a little more uh, resistance, but it's not. it will not stop you from getting sick. And as we are seeing, these things are not stopping everything sick. Now, let us look at the trajectory of all of this. Now, all you're going to hear from leftists and, and people who are pushing big pharma is that, okay, the vaccine is out, and now look, we're getting past this. You see? 
Okay, look, the vaccine did nothing. Now let, let me let me let me let me just talk about that for a second. Open your brains just a little if you're listening and you're all on board with this whole thing. I'm not saying that the vaccine didn't save lives, because I think it did, and I think we have the statistics that prove that it did. Uh, what I'm saying is, A, you don't force people to take something, especially an experimental drug, when you really have no idea what it's going to do long term, and they don't. Um, and you also, and B, you do not claim that it's a vaccine when it's not, and it's not going to stop you from getting sick, and it's not going to stop you from transmitting it. And C, the one thing you really don't do is pretend that natural immunity doesn't exist, and that, uh, you know, that, that's not going to save you, and your body has no way of fighting this thing. That's sort of the message that's out there, right? They're saying that you need this vaccine if you want to stay alive and, and keep other people alive, blah, 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 when there is nothing to prove that right now. Now, what they're going to do to show you the efficacy of the vaccine is they're going to show you declining hospitalization rates, declining death rates. They're going to show you um, the fact that we are coming out of this pandemic, right? Well, okay, that, that does not prove the vaccine did anything. What that proves, and you could make this argument very easily, is that all it's proving is that enough people have gotten this now where immunity is to the point where we were fine. And on top of which, the, uh, the disease itself has reached the point uh, through its progression that uh, you know every variant has become less deadly, probably more contagious, but less, far less fatal and far less dangerous, which is, was my prediction and many other predictions of experts from the beginning. That's the common track of these diseases. But let me add one other thing. When you combat this with medication and you combat this with artificial drugs, which, which is what we were doing, you extend the length of this thing because it mutates to avoid these vaccines and boosters. This is what these things do, which is why... They were talking about getting vaccinated every four or six months because they knew that A, it wears off. And B, just because you have it doesn't mean you're not going to get another variant coming down the pike. They told you flat out that that vaccine for Alpha, for example, was not going to protect you against Omicron. There were endless uh, amounts of uh, data, plenty of headlines that prove that no, this vaccine is not proving effective against Omicron. Now, they said this to scare you. They said, look, the vaccine's not stopping Omicron. The boosters aren't stopping Omicron. And they're still, at the same time, ironically enough, pushing the same rhetoric to get the vaccine. I hear people very often, and you'll hear this a lot, uh, you'll see this on health forums and things like that, and they're saying, look, I'm really sick. I've got COVID. I, sometimes I'll say they had it before. This is the second time they've had it. Maybe they had the, the first strain. Now they've got a version of Omicron or whatever. And they're like, yeah, it sucks. And, and you know, I'm Pfizered up to the to the to the gills here. I've got all the vaccines. I've got the boosters, and they just sort of. And then their next uh, little segment after that is, I'm glad I have them because I'd be in the hospital or something without them. It's interesting, isn't it? Now, without all the rhetoric and all the agenda shoved down your throat, and take all that away, strip that away, you've got two people, right? One person says, "Oh, you know, I'm sick." And the other person says, oh, that's, that's, that's too bad. And the other person, what, what are you sick with? And he goes, well, well, see, I got, you know, I'm sick with, I, I'm sick with this disease. And, and the other person says, well, did you get a, a vaccine or did you get a shot or did you get treatment? Is there a cure and, or something like that? What, what, are you, what did you do to pre prevent it or what are you doing against it? And the other person says, oh, I, I took, I have vaccine and multiple boosters. And, and the other person says, you mean for the disease that you currently have and that you're sick with? 
And the other person says, yeah. Now, <laughs> you can add the part if you want to say, oh, well, but it's, I'm not in the hospital because of it. No, which they couldn't possibly know. There's no way to know. There are plenty of people who are vaccinated that end up in the hospital with this thing. And plenty of people who are unvaccinated get up and don't get it and don't wind up in the hospital. Anyway, the point being, logically speaking, you hear this conversation. The thing that the person person two asks person one is, well, then how do you know that the vaccine or anything that you took for it is working? You were sick. You're very sick. You're complaining of being very sick. And you've had it for a while. What, what good did this stuff do you? Their belief, what they're being told, is that it kept them from, you know, kept it from being worse. Logically speaking, other people are going to hear that and go, well, obviously it's not helping at all. What would be the difference if you didn't have it? You assume it would be worse. Maybe it wouldn't be. Especially if you had it before. Natural immunity is a real thing. It builds. And by the way, let me also add another piece of medical thing, uh, medical tip here that I read uh, many places. that The test for antibodies is sort of irrelevant. That's kind of a surface test, which you really need to do. The, the body remembers diseases you've come in contact with. It's deeply embedded in our systems. Um, and it's, a, it's actually tough to, to test specifically for that. It's, it's a much more involved test than the one we get just for antibodies. Yes, antibodies wane below a point where they can be detected. It doesn't mean that you don't have any protection against that disease. That's a really important part. And we're just completely ignoring that. Yeah, okay, you can say the pandemic has ebbed and waned and, and, and the, the variants aren't as deadly, so less people are in the hospital. Or is it just that more than the majority of the population is, of the world in various countries have already had this, they built up an immunity toward it in, uh, in association with the lessening of the severity of these, all of that contributes to where we are now. You take the vaccine away from this, I don't think we're in any sort of different position. Would we have more deaths on our hands because we have such a critically ill uh, populace, especially in this country, where people are in awful, awful condition, need as much help as they can get to survive even the simplest stuff? Yes, that's probably true. Again, I make the point that had this been 60, 70, 80 years ago, it would have been a blip on the radar. People are in much better condition. And those who are in good condition don't report much of anything with this, regardless of which they got. I got alpha. I, it was not much of anything. I've had worse colds. Everybody I know has had it. They're all in good condition. They came out just fine. It, it lingered a little, but and there's some weird stuff associated with it, which makes it clear it's not a regular uh, standard cold or flu. It's a weird disease. I've made that clear in the past. Um, and it affects everybody differently as well. But from the start, and now that, you know, we've, of course, we've abandoned this in, in the start and the push for the big pharma control where they say, oh, just take, just like with anything else. Just like with anything else, take this pill, don't alter your lifestyle, everything will be fine. No, it doesn't matter that you're 50, 100 pounds overweight. No, it doesn't matter that you live like a slob, that your lifestyle uh, choices are horrible. Um, just take this pill. When in fact, pretty much every single time they tell you to do that, whatever it is you're ailing from can be improved or completely fixed by repairing that lifestyle. Which, of course, they don't want to tell you because that means they lose a customer. That is just plain business. That is economics. That is the truth of the matter. They've been doing it for decades and they'll just keep doing it because it sells their product. They don't want you to know that people who are in good condition don't really need this vaccine or booster. That we that there are other immune boosting things out there. There are things that uh, homeopathic nature, there's colloidal silver, there's things that boost our immune system in plenty of different ways that uh, protect us. They don't want you to know that. 
There's a lot of things they don't want you to know. They don't want you to use your brain. They don't want you to think logically. Um, looking back at the whole thing, uh, Fauci had said recently that there's no way to know, and there may never be any way to know if the lockdowns really were effective. Well, I'll tell you right now, they weren't effective. If you look across the world at the countries that were really strict about this, about lock things down even more than we did. I mean, just like Gestapo lockdown, right? Um, they, they, they just got the, the spike later. Uh, they got a big spike. Uh, Finland, for example, um, the UK is suffering. Uh, they, they got a giant spike. They, didn't, they had pretty strict things in place. Now they got Omicron. They're talking about a million new cases. They're not talking about how many are in hospitals because it's virtually none. You know, that would be dominating headlines for this case, but it's just Omicron, so it's a freaking cold, and everybody's going to get past it and move on, which is what most people have done. They talk about Omicron invading all these other countries and worrying about what it's going to do, at the same time saying, well, we have to look at countries that have had it and base it on that. Well, continue that train of thought. Let's look at those countries who have had this spike of Omicron. They blew right through it in a matter of weeks. Very, very low hospitalizations and deaths. Almost nothing to be worried about. Common cold symptoms for all of them. Does not reside in, doesn't get into the lungs. More in the head, more of a head cold. Is not as much of a blood disease. Doesn't cause spiking fevers. All this stuff. That we, That's what we can expect when it comes here. All they care about is that we can expect the spike in numbers. They don't tell you the rest. That's all buried down at the bottom of the article somewhere, latter third. So, you know, maybe you won't reach it. Maybe you won't get that far. You'll be scared enough to that point to freak out and stay home and wear your mask again. Um, but again, returning to Finland, for example, and other countries like that, where they had this, where they just locked everybody down. And in a lot of ways, they're still locked down. And they go, oh, here comes the spike. When they open up a little, right, all of a sudden they got thousands and thousands. Yeah, of course. A, Sitting there locked down represses your immune system to scary levels. You cannot have people, and this is the big thing for the lockdowns. This is something we have to remember. Human beings have to build up these resistance. We have to maintain a solid immune system. The reason why people are in such poor condition is not just because they're overweight and lazy and all of that and have a poor lifestyle. It's also because they don't get out. They don't interact with people enough. That is where we get all our resistances from. The more you interact with people, the more you're around these, these little bugs. Yes, you're going to get sick more often. You're also going to build up far more resistances. You are going to be far better off when something bad comes down the pipe because you have built up a wall of resistance and immunity. This is how it works. This is how humans have survived all these years. Yes, this is how it works. I promise. It works. You have to get out. Locking people down, putting people essentially in a plastic bubble is not doing anything. Your immune system tanks. The instant, I again, something, another prediction I made, the instant everyone comes out of lockdown, you're going to see people getting sick everywhere. And that's what happened. And it wasn't just Omicron. It's because their immune systems were shot. They couldn't defend against anything. You come in contact with anything and they're getting it. Okay, that's what's happening. You want to say it saved lives? You think so. Maybe with Alpha, maybe the original strain, because again, we're in such horrible condition. Um, uh, countries that are in great condition, not so much. Um, I'll be traveling to Norway soon. Uh, they're all open, by the way, uh, along with some a few other countries. Um, and you should see what their mortality rate is. I mean, their uh, you know death to case ratio is just amazingly low. I don't think they've. I think they're at fifteen or sixteen hundred total deaths in the entire country. And um, 
I mean, out of the you know millions of cases they have, it's really low. It's because they're in very good condition. That's a big part of it. Yes, 80% of them by now are vaccinated. Yeah, so what? There are plenty of countries that are have show an 80% vaccination rate. They're nowhere near as well off because historically and currently, if you look at the, the uh, health rates for those countries, they're not as well off. Us included, especially. You know, we're closing in on a million deaths, supposedly, if you can trust any of these numbers. Um, with, uh, you know, half the country being sick, um, over the course of this, but in the bottom line is it's not, it's the numbers themselves bear out, um, very similarly, I think to whether to, if we didn't have a vaccine at all, this was a natural progression of it. I think we extended it unduly and unnecessarily by locking people down, by creating these vaccines which are highly questionable in terms of efficacy because it's going to create uh viruses do what they can mutate to avoid these things you know what i mean that's what they do they mutate to avoid antibodies this is how these things work all we did is extend the longevity this should have been done Instead, we locked people down and did not let this go through the populations as we should have done. I did less people die? Did less people get it? I can pretty much guarantee you fewer people got it. Maybe the only thing that really was effective is that we kept it, maybe the big one, the, the initial, the alpha strain, which was the most dangerous. Um, it's possible that by keeping people away from each other during that span of time, uh, you might have saved lives in that too, but there was no vaccine for that, was there? No, there was no vaccine. And let me tell you, the mortality rate hasn't really changed much. It has gone down, yes. But let's attribute that to the fact that we're dealing with far less deadly variants. You can attribute to the vaccine all you want. Let's attribute it to reality. And let's use some logic and common sense as we move forward. When you're saying to yourself, oh, I, I, I'm, you know, if you get a vaccine or you get this thing that somebody tells you will uh, help you with this particular disease and you end up getting very sick, your reaction to that should not be thankful that you're not in a hospital. Your reaction to that should be skepticism, which is, I don't think this worked, or not very well, um, especially for a variant and a disease that's not really deadly to begin with. If this thing was killing off one in every three healthy people, and you took this vaccine and you got you know really sick, but you didn't end up in a hospital, I'd agree with you. I'd say yes, a darn good thing. It works, obviously, because you, you're you're not you know you're not dying, you're alive. That's not the case. That's not what's going on with this. It never was. This is all big pharma pushing for billions. It's all it's ever been, hiding the fact that your lifestyle is vastly more important, hiding the fact that the this the trajectory of this uh, disease uh, is is. It's a natural progression. They don't want you to know about it. They don't want you to know how powerful natural immunity is and has proven to be, especially in regards to these variants and combating uh, past variants. Yes, we'll get it again. So will you if you have a vaccine. Question is, who's going to get sicker? <laughs> who knows? All I know is I'm very healthy. People I know who are very healthy are perfectly fine. Have you ever heard of an elite athlete dying from COVID? Can you name one? No. Of course you can't because it didn't happen. Most of them got sick for like three days and were done because they're in very good condition. Okay? Uh, the rate when this thing first started, about four or five months into it, the CDC released a number, I'm going to repeat it again, that said that so far of the deaths that they had accumulated, 90% or plus, 
of recorded deaths uh, included people who had pre-existing comorbidities, diabetes, overweight, a hyper, hypertension, high blood pressure, all these things associated with being in crappy condition. And those are the people by far and away the most, the most susceptible. That and, of course, the elderly who are just generally more susceptible anyway. Although I got to tell you, people like my grandparents were not susceptible to any damn thing because they lived in a world where humans were allowed to get things and get past it. Past the age of 80 all the way up to the late 90s, which is how long these people lived, they never got sick from anything. Anything ever. Coincidentally, they also avoided hospitals. And they never took any medication. And they were perfectly the hell fine. Now, am I saying, you know, do, is, avoid the vaccine at all costs, avoid the booster at all costs? No. I'm saying you take into account the numbers that you see. You take into account your own thought process. You do your own research and you take into account your own body and your own way of life and consider things as they really are, not as Big Pharma is telling you it is. And by the way, the government is Big Pharma. It just is. Every single thing they say is parroting what Big Pharma is telling them. That's it. That's all Fauci has become. Why is his rhetoric different than it was before? Uh, gee, I don't know. Maybe because he's got a bunch of stock in these pl in, in places like Pfizer. Ah, just saying. Just throwing that out there. Anyway. Highlights to think about. Thoughts to consider as we move on. And that's, that's going to be it for me this week. Um, like I said, I'm going to be leaving. I'll be in Norway for a month. Uh, I'm excited. I hope it'll be very enlightening and very interesting. I intend to be very active. I don't know if I'll do this podcast uh, while I'm there. I'll do, probably do one more next week. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, but anyway, um, appreciate you listening as always. Uh, please feel free to, uh, you know, send these to friends and family who might be interested. And uh, I appreciate your time. See you again next week. Thank you.